Thanks for tuning in to the Undercuts review episode of the Belgian Grand Prix. Please rate and review wherever you listen and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. So we had we're back from we're back from the summer break. Um, we've got the Belgian Grand Prix. Uh, we we spoke about it briefly when we had our interview with Nick Hennian, but the Danny Ricardo news finally broke. He is out of the team for next year and looking very sad. Um, anything you guys want to add about Danny Ricardo? Does just, he get paid? Does he oh get yeah, twenty million, twenty three million. I think I read. That's if he doesn't. But if he signs for another team, does he still get the twenty million? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he if he does, then great. I mean, it's like where's he going to go? I mean, the seat, the open seat is at Alpine. He was there before. Would they welcome him back? They'd welcome back the Daniel Ricciardo that walked out the door two years ago. But are they going to welcome back the Daniel Ricciardo that's leaving McLaren? I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's like a tough one. Haas would be a good spot for him, but we don't know what's going to happen with Mick. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of possibilities that yeah. that could happen. I mean, we don't know about Joe, if he's going to stay, although it's likely that he will. Yeah. Um, and, and he's another former Renault junior driver as well, right? He was true, part of yeah. the Renault program. So if they're impressed with what they've seen this year, could he take the Alpine seat? Question mark, question mark. Would that open up? Cool. Would that Would that open up? an Alfa Romeo seat for Mick. Yeah. Then there is a Haas seat. Danny Rick going to Haas. Would he want to go to Haas? I don't know. He says he wants to stay in yeah, F1. Yeah. In the interviews over the weekend, yeah. he said maybe, he definitely wants to stay in Maybe he'd take F1. anything. But, yeah. you, know, you know, Latifi's seat will be open, assuming. And Pierre's looking, he's being hush-hush and not answering questions about where he's going to be next year, although he did sign that extension. But I guess there's something in his contract that says that if it's a team that does better than AlphaTauri, he's allowed to leave to go to that team. Yeah, I mean, the, room, the rumor says uh, Alpine, but that's a whole lot of French right there, right? <laughs> that, that, <laughs> for the middle of rural England. It's a whole lot of France in, in rural England. We a baguette store in... Uh, they get, a be- get, get their uh, filterless jetens uh, stocked up. <laughs> yeah, so... Obviously, lots to talk about over the over the summer break. Um, no real answers to any of those questions, and like, right. and you know, the Piastri thing has gone to contract review board. We've only got to wait until Friday, well Thursday, I guess they do press day at at um, at Zandvoort. So maybe by, by Thursday, something will have been said. We'll know where Piastri is or isn't going to be. Um, and then see what other pieces fall into place. I mean, at this point, even if Alpine have the contract that takes precedent, I don't think that they're going to be wanting Piastri in their car anyway. I think it's just going to be a financial settlement between themselves and McLaren. And you know, at that point, it's cost twenty three million to buy out um, Danny Rick. Whatever it's going to cost to buy out Alpine, and then pay the man himself. That's a lot wow. of investment for a guy who's never turned a wheel in F1. <laughs> Hope he's worth yeah. it. 
you know? Amazing. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F number one dot com, where you can put your theories to the test. Going into the weekend, we found out early on that there were a lot of guys taking engine penalties. I think it was eight guys total took penalties. Um, and they were all starting towards the back of the grid. There were different stipulations for what penalties they took and where they would start in the back of the grid. But um, a lot of guys, which meant, which meant that qualifying was going to be super mixed up. Um, the one thing we did... No, is that Red Bull was really fast all weekend. Um, and even though Max had the penalty, um, he still got the quote-unquote pole position spot for qualifying, although he started halfway back in the grid. But he didn't um, just nick but, pole. I mean, it wasn't like a tenth yeah. or two tenths. It was what, six and a half or seven tenths. Yeah, it's like it was a lot. Quite a bit quicker, you know? Yeah. So did the cars, the cars had to come in with a higher floor this time around, right? That was the new stipulation to try and alleviate some of the porpoising. Is that what they came it, in there was with? A, there was then, a new technical directive. I don't know exactly what the technical directive said, but I think it revolved around ride height and stuff, stiffness and things like that. But ride height had to be increased for everyone anyway, just because of Eau Rouge because of the compression that they have down the bottom there. Right, you saw the, the marks right. that I think it was Bottas was leaving or Checo, yeah. I, I think I forget who, who it was. On Friday, they were leaving half the underside of their car in the in the dip there. Um, but one thing that's kind of become apparent is that the Red Bull is a lot less sensitive yeah. to ride height issues. Yeah, and Clearly, and, clearly they know, didn't they, have they lifted much effect up on them. As and yeah. the performance difference is quite strong. So hopefully... The fact that Eau Rouge meant that people had to lift the ride height anyway, hopefully it means it's quite track-specific and we'll see a little bit more competition going going with the rest of the season. Otherwise, it's going to get really boring really fast. Yeah. In, at, the, at the front of the field anyway. Yeah, so with all the penalties, um, everything in qualifying, Carlos ended up getting the, the pole position spot um, with Max and Charles taking those penalties um, with Checo on the front row with them. Um, it was a it was a really nice mixed up top of the field. It was looking like it was going to be an interesting race uh, going in um, with all these guys starting starting from the back. Um, we had Alonso up in the uh, the P three spot for qualifying. Both the Mercedes right behind them with Albon in what is that P six to start the race. Yeah, I mean a um, lot of that Danny. was driven by the 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 guys that got moved behind him, but he was legit in Q three. Which is a massive win. Yeah. I mean, that car was fast in a straight line. Yeah, absolutely. We had we had Danny up in the top ten to start the race, Pierre, and then both the Aston Martins, because of the penalties, both had two cars start in the top ten for the first time this season for sure. Um, and then we get to the start of the race. Um, Carlos had a had a really great start. Was able to keep his lead um, for a while up at the front. Checo was a little ways behind him, but there was a great little battle um, that didn't end so great with Alonso and Lewis for the first half of the first lap. But 
it it did not end well for Lewis. No. Nah. Yeah, he just took he went round the outside and came came across. I mean his car was ahead of Alonso, you can say, but he gave Alonso no room at all. But he didn't yeah. need to. That's the annoying thing. Yeah. It's a chicane. It's right and then left. All he needs to do is just leave it out on the right hand side and he's got the inside line for the next corner and then he just needs yeah. to squeeze Alonso out of space and he'll you know, he's got the place. It was a it was an error. Yeah. And he admitted afterwards it was it was all on him. Um, he messed that up. Of course, Alonzo on his way back around while Lewis was waiting in his car gave him gave Lewis some sort of hand signal from <laughs> from his car as he drove by from yeah. one from one world champion to another. Exactly. The, the world champion wave. Yeah. Um. So as Alonzo I mean, does, Lewis, he did yeah, that. L- yeah. I mean, Lewis's car. I mean, I've got this little theory which I'm going to start to lay out. Lay out here. Maybe you've seen the same thing. But so Lewis's car, it drove on for what another half a lap, and it's a long lap. A lot of fluid w- was coming out of his car, lots yeah. of spray and debris, and that will continue on. Just hold that in the back of your mind. <laughs> I'll piece it all together as to why Charles Leclerc will still be world champion. No, 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 no. I'm not going to take it that far. <laughs> I'm excited to hear that theory. <laughs> so. Max, he started in P14, I believe. Um, he actually started 13 because Gasly started from the pit lane. Okay. I believe. Yeah, they took the, both, Alpha, both the Alpha Tauris, I think, yeah, started right. from the pit lane. So yeah. they sort of artificially got bumped up a couple more spots. Yeah, right, kind of. Yeah. So, so he started yeah. pseudo 11, sorry, pseudo 13th. Kept it, you know, you stayed quite patient going into the first corner. It's been tightened a lot. One of the big changes in the track configuration this year is that the massive runoff area at La Source Hairpin has been taken away and gravel put in its place. So everyone has to get around that corner. Just you know, just like we saw in in Hungary, Max, he's got a much quicker car. He doesn't need to be making up places at the first corner. He just lets it kind of happen around yeah. him and then and then he makes his move. So he was pretty patient there. And I don't know where he was coming out of that first corner, but he was eighth by the end of lap one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were a, a couple cars that had incidents in front of him, but still he made up five spots on the first lap, which is really impressive on him. So and, yeah, what, one of the car, well, one of the cars that had an, so an incident in front of Max was Stroll put a wheel off uh, of the track on the inside, right. kicked up a huge amount of dust, um, which Max drove through. And now I'm at, now I'm, this is part of my theory. So, Max was behind Hamilton for a bit, fluid all over his car, dust all kicked up from Stroll, and you can actually see from the onboard from Verstappen, that dust that he drove through just stuck totally to the camera, like it got really poor vision, and that's when Verstappen had to tear off his his visor strip on the first lap, let it out the back, and uh, well, then we all know where it ended up. So... Where'd it end up? In, uh, I didn't see in that. Le- what? No, that's the whole thing. So that that all, it ended up in Leclerc Leclerc's uh, brake duct. That's pr- that's oh. uh, yeah. If you didn't have it, all it all came together. So then it wasn't for another couple of laps that Leclerc had to pit to get it fixed. But yeah, it was Max's tear off that ended up in Leclerc's brake duct. So that's why he, he was, was all aiming the way back there. He was aiming. Yeah, for. I mean, if he didn't have if he didn't have bad luck, he would have no luck at all. 
you know, Charles. But, you know, obviously it's... I've never heard of a tear-off getting caught in a somewhere, you know. I mean, surprised. you, you, you hear of them going into, like, cracks and just kind of going across yeah. wings. and But then as you go through the lap, it moves around and it falls away. Yeah, it moves around a bit and stuff. Lewis, Lewis breaks his car, fluid pulls out the back... Stroll dumps it off the track. Fluid all over Max's car. Dust on dust on his visors. Tear off straight yeah. into the Ferrari behind him. <laughs> but that that put him of a pit, that put him a happened. pit stop behind, right? Then so he was yeah. further back yeah. and had more cars to get through. But before we get to that, we cannot yes. discount Latifi <laughs> losing it and spinning again, and then crashing into Bottas and ruining his race. Did he hit, did he actually touch Bottas? Maybe he just nudged him. Slightly. I don't think he. Had, I don't think he did. I think just Bottas saw what was happening, Good went react. to move yeah. around the outside, think, got on the grass, and and he just lost the rear end and yeah. spun into amazing the reactions. Amazing reactions from Bottas to yeah. to move out the way as quickly yeah. as he did. And I think was it was it was it yeah was it Ocon that was there as well and just narrowly missed getting taken out by Latifi yeah. also. Um, I think so. Yeah, Latifi. Oh my god. He's, he's kept his nose. He's kept his nose clean for a few races, guys. Come on, he has. He has <laughs> but he, the, he's not. We've not talked about him enough. But, the oh standards we have for Latifi are so low <laughs> that it's just he didn't. He hasn't crashed in a couple races, so he's doing okay. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, if Mazepin was still in the sport, then. We'd maybe have a different punching bag, yeah. an easier punching right. bag, but it's Latifi. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, he's just got it. He's, yeah. He serves and a he purpose in like the team. He's such a nice guy. He, he does, Latifi. which is the annoying thing, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, the two Canadians who are in the sport are really there because of dad's money, which is not, <laughs> not yeah. ideal for the racing profile of, of Canada. But if you've got a root for one of the Canadians, you always you're always rooting for Latifi, right? He does he does seem like a good dude. Yeah, although Stroll doesn't seem that bad either. When you really look at it, it's just uh, I, don't know. I think he's got one of those faces. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Wow. But we move on. He has to give up the corner. I had to bounce ahead. What is wrong with these people? We get to the end of the safety car that was caused by Latifi. And, or I guess it was like a mix between Latifi and Lewis being stopped on the side of the track. Um, but Carlos has a pretty poor jump out of the safety car. Um, yeah. But Checo isn't really able to capitalize. And George gets a nice pass on, on Alonso and gets up into P3. Um, and Carlos at this point still has... Still has the uh, the front spot, so um, he's looking to be in a good position. Um, but Max is already up into P6 at this point after passing Danny, and then on the next lap passes two people, and he's up into P4 on lap seven. Yeah, um, I mean, at this point, every, it's, the thing here is Max Verstappen is so much quicker in that car, no one races him. Mm-hmm. There's the, the tire degradation in this race was higher than people saw. They saw it straight away that they were getting pretty bad deg, even on by lap sort of four or five, the soft runners were saying, are these tires going off already? I think it was. So no one's looking to use up their tires, battling someone who's inevitably going to get behind him. So get in, in front of them. So they, they don't even try. And it's like, they are just letting him by. He's, 
it's something that I mean, certainly I hadn't factored in in my Coupes F1 picks. You know, seeing <laughs> Verstappen going to be starting way back there, but you'd think they'd make it more difficult for him, but they didn't. They just let him straight through, knowing that it's like I've got all these other people behind me and ahead of me to race. Save my tires for that battle and not this one. So. Which yeah. is not knocking Max Verstappen. There's a reason that they're letting him by. Is because he yeah. is so much faster than everyone else. So it just it didn't make it particularly difficult for Max in his superior Red Bull to get through the field pretty quickly. It was funny at the end. They had a little soundbite of Max complaining about the tire deg, and Carlos is just like, "What are you talking about? You had almost no tire deg compared to everybody else." Um, <laughs> I guess if you're not battling everybody and you're just at the front, Carlos let him by. No, pr- I mean, uh, Checo let him by easily. I mean, even though they have the same car, Checo looks like he's in a different car compared to Max during this race. And Checo was fast. Yeah. Max was just too good on this race. Lap 12, Carlos pits. Max has taken the front spot from Checo, but it's still Red Bull 1-2. But Max has not pit at this point. Um, and Checo was about to. So Max still had had to pit, but he was he was flying. Checo pits a couple laps later, um, but he stays ahead of Charles, who is up into P4 already at this point. Um, so Charles is looking good. Um, and then Max inevitably pit on the next lap, but he only drops back one spot. Um, and he's just behind Carlos. It, it was looking like he was, he already had it at this point, 15 laps in. Unbelievable. I mean, how is that even possible? Like in some sort of historic context, I can't think of anybody moving from that far back to the front of the grid in such a short. In dry conditions I mean, it's a as long, well. Yeah. It's a long lap yeah. for sure. But it just, I mean, Hungary, he started 10th. And he and he won the race, and we were sort of saying, "Is it his best race ever?" You know, he he's amazing. This one seems almost inevitable. It was, uh, I I can't even put it into words. It's just utter dominance, isn't it? You know, yeah, it really is. But on that lap, or round about that lap, Esteban Ocon down into the bus stop gets past Ricardo and Latifi with a remarkable double pass. Yeah. Uh, two cars in one corner doesn't happen very often <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that one there is for it, a minute <laughs> is, is it is it still a real bus stop in real life that's what murray walker used to say <laughs> every time <laughs> on, on monday people are getting the 732 bus into town <laughs> from that corner i don't think so anymore well it's all very, it's been reprofiled quite di- quite drastically if if you uh jason i'm not sure how much you've seen from like going back a ways, but the the bus stop chicane didn't used to just be that sort of right left. It used to be a left and then a right left chicane. So there was a lot more to it, um, and yeah. that run up had a bit of a more of a kink in round to the right before you go through. But it was what I think two thousand and five or so. I think that they reprofiled it. So it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been yeah, a long, long time. time ago. Yeah, I'm showing my I'm showing my age there. I mean, I'm I'm sure I've seen races on that track, but I can't say that I that I realized. Yeah, if, if you ever see the, the footage where um, I think it was David Coulthard just went smack right up the back of Michael Schumacher in the rain. Oh, that I have seen that. Right. Yeah. That, w- that was coming into bus stop um, yeah. back in like the late 90s, I guess. Almost like Schumacher was standing still. He didn't even see him. He just, yeah. just careened into the back, yeah. 
So it's interesting that with these new cars, it seems like the tracks that we typically would think are not good for passing and following have been surprisingly good. And then the tracks like this, where we're expecting lots of overtaking and lots of passing, there just wasn't, and there was a DRS train. Um, Well, I was was just saying how Ocon passed two guys in one corner. (laughs) Yeah, but overall, I mean, later on, there ended up being a a DRS train where nobody was able to get past anybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's the power. Once everyone has DRS, then DRS is nullified, right? And the guy at the front, even if he doesn't have it, as long as he can keep the first one behind him, then that's how it runs. So I, I was, I was saw a, I'm not sure if it was a TikTok or something was talking about DRS and what changes they could possibly make, just throwing things out there to try and, you know, the big problem with DRS is the, are these trains. So some of the ideas were you can get DRS, but then you get to choose where to use it maybe on the, on the lap. It's a bit like the, the power button. So you can, unleash drs but you can only do it for a certain amount of time on the lap you can do it anywhere you want um hmm. maybe that would break it up a little bit but where but do you, you put the detection falling back into ev- well like, the detection picking holes in at now, a sorry. certain point <laughs> yeah i mean the detection point would be at a certain point on the lap so you've got it for the next lap maybe and then you can use it wherever you want i'm I mean, yeah. you know uh, but maybe everybody will end up using it at the same spot and it'll end up nullifying and not not fixing it but i mean it's kind of the same as what the ear, like you were saying, what the the energy yeah. store system is right now. Yeah, to push the push to pass. Right. Yeah. So it's it's tricky, but I think the the the, the DRS is definitely a net positive. I think uh, so. Even too. with the trains, you know, especially up up at the front, um, we want to see passes for the lead. Clearly, the guy in front in the lead doesn't usually have DRS unless right. he's hitting back markers. So. Um, it's, it's still a net positive, but sometimes frustrating. So lap 18, Max is pit, and he's able to get by Carlos pretty easily. Carlos didn't put much of a defense to it, and Red Bull is, is off and away at this point. Um, there's no one catching Max, and we're, at, we're not even halfway through the race. Um on lap 26 both the ferraris pit they called it what do, what do they call it when both when both cars pit on the same lap double stack although it wasn't really yeah. that because they were so far far apart from each other but carlos went on to the hards charles went on to the mediums there wasn't much action from at least from the front at this point on um charles is able to pass seb on a nice little move and that puts him up into p5 there was a nice little encounter with Seb where he passed Pierre and then Ocon had the other, he, he got past two guys and then Pierre got past twice by Seb on that same lap. Yeah. Um, it was one of those where it was cool. Yeah. It was, it was very reminiscent of the hacking and Schumacher on Ricardo Zonta, like, which is like one of the best overtakes that the, that have been seen where Zonta's going up the straight and Schumacher's coming up behind him and, Hakkinen is behind him and Schumacher goes to the left of him and Hakkinen goes to the right and Hakkinen manages to get both of them at once. It, it was sort of, it looked a little like that. Obviously with DRS and the cars, how they are now, it, it people didn't react quite as crazily about it because it maybe wasn't quite what it would have been if we didn't have all of this. But I did see that Gasly, no, it was Ocon who, who said afterwards that, yeah, Vettel got past Gasly too early 
so that then he didn't have DRS to maintain the position up the Kemmel straight, which meant that that's why Seb was the slow car in that equation and then Ocon could get past both of them. Like I said a few minutes ago, I do love a double overtake. And (laughs) we got two in this race from the same guy. So when it comes to winners and losers at the end of this, I'm going to... Staking my claim for Esteban Ocon. And Seb was able to get past Gasly on the next corner anyway, um, even though he gave that spot back to him. So it didn't seem to matter in the end. So we get a few laps later, lap 40, and this is where you can really see the DRS train happening. Um, It was six spots, five or six spots of drivers, Albon in 10th, all the way to Danny in 15th, all within a second of the car in, in front of them. Um, but it stayed that way till the end of the race, I believe. I don't think there was that yeah. much passing. No, and, and, and it's, you know, that Williams car is fast in a straight line, or they set it up to be fast in a straight line. I think if you look at one end of the spectrum, you've got like, well, certainly they had the least wing of anybody, I think. But also I think despite the, issue, the issues that Williams have, their car is not as draggy as like the Mercedes or the... Uh, the McLaren in particular, those two cars, they look to be suffering from from quite a bit of drag, which is slowing them down. But um, they the you know they set it up to be fast in a straight line. And I did hear Albon say, "Yeah, they just put a bit of extra in the in the front so that it turned in at turn one. So as long as he covered <laughs> turn one, then he was he was in the clear and he could keep that lead um, through the course of the lap and keep everyone behind him." So, you know, fair play. I do like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Alex Albon. I think he's a really good driver. I think, you know, we've, yeah. we've talked about how he wasn't really particularly fairly treated by Red Bull. So, you know, seeing him have success at Williams is, is, is good. He's getting a, yeah, he's getting the most out of what he's been given. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it, you know, it helps having Latifi as your other driver on your team. Yeah, I did. I, I did hear someone say that you know, with the whole Piastri situation, that um, you know Alpine didn't realize that Alonso was going to walk, and Piastri's guys were like, "Well, do I really fancy sitting in a Williams next to Albon as my first year in Formula One?" I mean, having said that, he's going into McLaren sitting next to Lando Norris, right? <laughs> Which well, is like, yeah. right, you know, but it, it is a you know a superior car, so you, you take. Yeah. You know, I could see why Piastri's done what he did. So did Ferrari go through the whole race without making a stupid decision? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you can't really say that Ferrari made the stupid decision. I guess you put it on Charles at, on this one. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. With the speeding whoa. in the pit lane? Okay. No, but why was he speeding in the pit lane? I, exactly. I you cry. Exactly. First of all, <laughs> The, the engineer said, you know, go for the fastest lap, come on in. Charles is arguing with him. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Uh, you know, cast our minds back to, I can't even remember which race it was earlier in the season when they did exactly this. Charles came in to go for the fastest lap and, and dumped it into the wall. So he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go for it. He was arguing for them. I don't want to even come in. Uh, for, well, the, well, he was 18 it, seconds ahead of Alonso on, on the road. <laughs> and he said, but the guy said, Come in anyway. So he, Charles comes in. Yes. And then he's going in to change his tires. He puts on used <laughs> soft tires. I mean, 
of course. <laughs> why would why wouldn't you put? Because they didn't have new ones. Because they, you know, had you know they'd, they'd used them all up already. So I don't know how that was going to help him. Uh, and yes, so according to what I've seen recent uh, su- subsequently, the overheating brake duct messed up that sensor as well that overheated that broke and it was that sensor that was supposed to slow check the wheel speed mm. and he went one kilometer too fast down the pit lane and came out behind didn't get the alonso. fastest lap <laughs> well because he came out behind alonso because he was only 18 <laughs> seconds ahead of him yeah no no he no he he, he, he finished ahead of alonso yeah because but finished, he got yeah. by him but didn't yeah. get the yeah, fastest the lap, yeah. and then didn't get the fastest lap. He was one he kilometer an hour over the speed limit, and so he got a five second penalty and lost five his spot, penalty, which was and eighteen he... seconds in the bag. And how did they and not have another new set of soft tires when they had that penalty? Why were they wasting those tires in qualification? I, I don't know if they used the wrong tires on Saturday or didn't have them in the bag, or if they because he only had I don't know if it was the same tires that he only raced three laps on at mm. the very beginning because he only did three laps on the That's soft right. at the very beginning could have been those tires again but also i saw an interview with charles after the race in french and it was he didn't know he got the penalty she told him the reporter ferrari didn't yeah. tell charles he had the penalty what is going on what is it's like going from bad That's to worse so bad um and uh yeah alonso was just trying to stir it up right so he you know, I, I think somebody asked him what was his favorite part of the race, and he said, "Right at the end, where <laughs> I got a free spot, you know, ahead of Charles." Um, and then, of course, he he had his uh, say about Hamilton and the the reporter. You know, that only Hamilton can only drive from the front, and he can't drive in the midfield. And Alonso said that. Tried, Alonso said that on the radio. Yeah, early uh, on, like he can only dr- he can only drive from the front. He doesn't know how to drive in the middle of the pack when you have a good start. And the reporter, well, my, re- the my reply the would be, try- would be, yeah, you'd know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chuck, the reporter tried to get Hamilton to respond to that, but he just shut her down completely and said that it's my, it, it was my fault. Yeah, you know, don't need to talk about that. Um, so a little bit, a little bit of niggling going on there, but yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, they came in for the fastest lap point and ended up net losing i don't know how many what's the point differential between fifth and sixth i don't know maybe more than a point but two or three points two or three points but net net lost a less lost points again going for fastest lap Uh, yikes they'll never learn their lesson and i've been watching 2009 recently so lewis does know how to race from from the back he spent a lot of time in the back that year he does we don't have to have that discussion uh thanks alonzo but uh pretty funny yeah all right and and, i mean that was really it that was right before the end of the race uh max beat the second place driver which was his teammate by 20 seconds and checo was 10 seconds ahead of carlos in third so it seems that red bull has as done something or Ferrari has just gone back and I mean we were kind of saying it was essentially over coming into the break but I mean I I can't see a way for for Ferrari to do anything with this yeah we just see if Max can can break some season records now for most wins um it looks like he can just win from anywhere on the grid qualifying doesn't matter anymore qualifying is irrelevant just (laughs) 
show up and and win. I mean, I mean, amazing composure from him. Two races in a row. Yeah. Not, you know, driving around the first couple of laps, not getting into any trouble. Um, so, you know, credit where credit's due. Yeah, I think it's Anfort. Well, now he's had penalties. He's, you know, had qualifying issues. He'll be back at the front on pole again, leading from the front again. And uh, in so. front of I his mean, home crowd. Just- it's it's going to be the gonna max be a party. sea of orange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, uh, all, <laughs> we'll see the pic, the Instagram pictures from Lando saying, "Look at all the McLaren fans." <laughs> you know, it's all the orange <laughs> flares and the orange shirts. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they say that Ferrari should be good at this track, but I mean at this point, you can't take anybody I mean, are they else. Hold, yeah, what's the standings now? So. Checo second overall ahead yep. of Charles, right? So they could do one, two. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, I think that's probably directly because of that call in to do fastest lap. Because I think, I think there's only a, a point or two in it. Is that right? So that decision five to bring him in for fastest apart lap right now. Five okay. points. Yeah. And yeah, can Mercedes. Can Mercedes catch Ferrari? I guess. I mean, is the, is the next question. I was There's saying that points behind that Lewis crash really helped Ferrari and the constructors. Yeah, because um, he yeah. he would have probably been P three if he had stayed on the track the way he's been driving. I mean, we don't know. It was so early on in the race, but mm-hmm. he looked really fast. Yeah, and um, yeah. they they had trouble on Saturday in the cooler temperatures. I think the Mercedes likes warmer warmer temperatures to operate so i think zandvoort should be kind of a warmer you know climate for it so hopefully we can see if that does hold true that's why we've you know we were seeing on you know straight off the line they had the power and they were up there at the front i don't know yeah. we'll see if that theory we'll holds see. in zandvoort yeah. and see how they yeah. how they fare relative to the ferraris winners i mean like every week, you got to put Max and Red Bull as the ultimate winners Max. because yeah. who else would it be? Yeah, um, I mean, Ocon, <laughs> as, as you said, Nick, Ocon, right, went yeah. from 16th to 7th. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And, I mean, Alonso lost two spots starting in P3, but still, P5 finish, P5, P7 for Alpine um, against McLaren, who they were only four way. points apart and got no points at all. Yeah. Um, I mean so, Norris Lando is, is good on that on one lap but like I say that car is so draggy you know they just get caught up in the DRS trains they can't get past it's just yeah the car's not there yeah I mean Ricardo went from what well, he started seventh and ended up 15th so he was just yeah in reverse the whole time effectively yeah poor Danny yeah. I don't know that yeah. the, the McLaren is just such an odd car. It's like there, sometimes it's there, and then sometimes it's not. Three drivers that I, I just put, they all did really well for the cars that they have. Seb, Pierre, and Albon all staying in the points. I mean, they had good starting positions. Uh, Albon and Pierre started in the top ten. Seb was in P eleven to start the race. But really good driving from those guys, uh, staying in it, not crashing, and getting valuable points for their teams, getting closer to the end of the season where they need all the points they can get. And then losers, I mean, I put Lewis as the biggest loser. He had the opportunity to get his first race of the season. Um, whether he was fast enough to, to mix with Max at the top, who knows. 
Um, but that that crash was on him, and uh, he he had the opportunity for Mercedes to get up into get up into second in the constructors, and they just they just weren't able to capitalize. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there was scope to be on the podium. You know, obviously, yeah. I don't think that that he'd have had the measure of the Red Bulls, but the Ferraris. I mean, I mean, yeah, Carlos had a pretty unspectacular race. I don't really remember seeing much of him, which is. I guess good. It's not great. But it's but it's not bad. Yeah. Right. He so he just kind of you know plowed his way around to third place. I think if if that hadn't have happened, I think that that battle between Carlos and Lewis for the final podium spot would have been pretty interesting towards the end. Yeah. Maybe it would have given us something more to talk about from lap twenty six onwards. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. And then, I mean, we talked about it. We don't need to add much more, but McLaren having a chance to get the fourth spot in the constructors and getting no points out of the weekend is just really, really bad on them um, to cap off the Danny news at the beginning of the week. So anybody else you have for, for losers? I got I got one more winner, yeah. one more winner. That's uh, that's me with my uh, Coops F one picks. Hey, uh, I got the third highest score this week. Whoa! Um, I guess uh, the top score this week two hundred ninety five points from RB FTW, which I guess maybe is Red Bull for the win. So maybe that uh, uh, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> he he had the top four drivers perfect: Verstappen, wow. Perez, Sainz, Russell. Uh, and Leclerc correctly in sixth, Vettel eighth, Gasly ninth. He got all those spot on. Wow. So that's an ama- that's really an impressive. Amazing pick. <laughs> that's a very um, impressive he score. F- he had fifty more yeah. points than the second guy. I actually got nine of the top ten drivers. I had Lewis in third. Uh, I didn't get them in the right order spots, but I had the correct top ten drivers in in various positions, except for Lewis. I picked Lewis to um, win. Yeah, I had Perez. I just, you know, I gave Verstappen fifth, fifth and sixth. I put Verstappen and Leclerc. I thought that's as high as they. I, I they think could I put go. him as fourth. I think I think put him as fourth. But yeah, I did put Albon now, in now, in tenth. I did give Albon the tenth nice. spot. Okay, so Albon's the one guy I missed. Yeah, so I had everybody correct in the top ten except I had Lewis instead of Albon. That's the the one guy I missed. But I um, had the McLarens kind of screwed me. Although I still got pretty good points. I moved up into twelfth on the Coupes leaderboard. Yeah, I'm still, yeah, I went up to 46th, and then uh, Nick, you actually moved up five spots to fifth, yeah. so you're... Oh, I was down as far as that. Making, a, making a charge back yes. up, up the table, so yes. get your picks in, not only a few days till uh, the next race. And when is weekend. the next, where, where is the next uh, sprint weekend? Brazil? I don't, yeah, it's the, I there's only one more, I think it's yeah. the Brazil, yeah. Is it Brazil Towards again? the end of the season. So. And next week, we talked about it, we're going to Van Zan, Zanvoort. Yep. Is that how you say yeah. it? Zanvoort, yeah. Zanvoort. So, in Max territory again. Yeah, I mean, I don't really yeah. remember the race last year. I remember it was like, I do have visions of the Tiesto. track. Tiesto was there. I remember that. Oh, the, the DJ. The DJ. DJ? He was, yeah. Where did he finish? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he was but, waving the flag. So yeah, there. No, I. So again, yeah, it was it was new to the to the circus last year. Obviously, it was there. You know, they raced in there in the seventies and stuff. Um, right. Yeah. An old school track. I mean, last last year, Verstappen Verstappen beat Lewis by by twenty seconds and. <sighs> 
and uh, Verstappen, Hamilton, and Bottas lapped everybody. Oh God! (laughs) 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 Who knows? uh, You know. So take Max to win. Mac, I think think he's Max. Yeah. Yeah. Max is race to lose. Thanks for listening to The Undercut with Jason, Martin, and Nick. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next time for the Dutch Grand Prix.